0: What's up, Kinksters? This is Kinkyistics with Kristen
1: and Jamie. We're here to pleasure all your holes, so let's jump into it. I like how you're like, we need to record right this second, so <laughs> I hit the record button and you're busy drinking.
0: I decided I needed a step before we started.
1: That's
0: fair. Uh, we read "The Gargoyle's Captive" by Katie Robert.
1: The back, my favorite part. Um grace is a monster hunter who went into her demon deal with eyes wide open years ago her mother made the same choice and is never seen again and the answers grace seeks can only be found in the demon realm she doesn't care that she's auctioned off to a gargoyle she doesn't plan to stay with him longer than strictly necessary unfortunately she didn't read the small print of the contract every time she tries to escape bram catches her and brings her back to his bed where things get heated very quickly in unexpected ways Grace doesn't mean to give in to stop fighting, but the moment she does, she starts to forget that what brought her to the place and what her goals are. After a life starved of pleasure, she's all willing to let Bram seduce her again and again, at least until the past comes calling. Yeah. So,
0: it says that that was in the fine print, but it wasn't in the fine print. That was a deal that they made when she escapes the first time.
1: That's correct yeah but technically she's not supposed to escape at all because technically like right contract all together right just gave her an out he did so she wouldn't get in trouble
0: he made a game of it yeah which she happily agreed to well not really happily but
1: she did <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so With her being a monster hunter, she can also see emotions as, like, auras, their colors.
1: I wouldn't say that's because she's a monster hunter. No.
0: It's because she has a gargoyle in her family history. Yes. Which is interesting, since she comes from a long line of monster hunters. It's kind of like, um, (laughs) one of them decided to (laughs) break the rules.
1: Taste taste the sweet enemies water. Yep. Yeah. But she sees... And neither one of them know that at the beginning, which no. is nice. It's kind of funny watching them chase each other
0: around. It is. And she doesn't know that he can see them either. She just knows that it's something that her family has and that it's magic. Mm-hmm. And then Romanu is like, hey, by the way. Yeah. And she's like, wait a minute. What?
1: Because this one's the third one in Katie uh, Katie Roberts. um. deal with the demon series yes and so this is the third girl that was sold in the auction out of five girls yeah and she's she was the one in the purple dress yes and she was the one that wasn't scared through the whole auction yep or at least didn't show any fear i don't think she was scared i think she was like Alright, let's get this shit going. Right, So I can like sneak around and see if I can't find the answers I need in this castle while I have time. Mm-hmm. Of course she didn't have time because the castle's magical.
0: Yep. She kept trying to break out but the castle wouldn't let her out. Unlike um the last one that we read. I don't remember her name. But the last one that we read, the Kraken uh, Sacrifice, she was able to get out and explore.
1: Yeah nope the castle kept her locked up for three days.
0: Yep, she hated it.
1: She did, and then, and I mean, she like picked the locks on the door, and
0: it would immediately lock. Yep. Yep.
1: It was not the castle was kinder to her the second time she visited, but it was. Yeah. No. And then, uh, so they get back to his territory, which the map in the beginning of the book. I don't know if you you've seen the map in the mm-hmm. beginning of the book is down in the very bottom right-hand corner but uh, in the mountains by a lake. It's very cold. Yes. She's always cold because gargoyles have no... Stone skin. Yeah, I mean, like, they don't care about temperature at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we should probably get further through the plot before we talk about that scene probably because i mean like from the moment like one, one of, of the her- very
0: first things she says to him like what the first full sentence is can you burn
1: <laughs> because she's she and she comes from a long line of monster hunters right she'd never met a car well before <laughs> she was fascinated by him <laughs>
0: she was <laughs> and his skin felt like stone so she was like what is this can you burn
1: (laughs) i loved that and then if you read the uh context the author's um context notes or content notes it says um tags uh monster romance monster hunter monster boyfriend read for her pleasure Every time you catch, I'll catch you and dragging my bed, birth control pendant who needs therapy when I have Kiki sex, trauma bonding, submissive monster, the reason we're uniquely suited for each other is the same reason we can never be together, demon deals, yes, I lit you on fire and roast a marshmallow on your totally fine burning body, but you are equally to blame. I tried to do this right, but if you're going to lie to me, then I'll be the monster you think I am. It's too big. (laughs) that, That was the first page in my book. Uh huh. So, it was the
0: first page in my book.
1: So I read it,
0: but then, like, I didn't read it again before I read the actual book. So I forgot what was in the content warning. Cause, like, I read it like a week ago when I first got the book and I was going to start reading the book. Um, but then I didn't start reading until like Sunday.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I read it today as per usual. Yep. Um, But, you know, with the neurological disorder going on, I'm much, much slower, so it took us a little bit longer to go. Yep. Um, However, because I read it all one day, I got that content warning, and then the first sentence out of her mouth is... Can you burn? I was like, God damn it, yes, I'm excited. I (laughs) cannot wait to see where this goes. (laughs) Because, oh my goodness. Um... That shit was wild. But yeah, so they, they, they start off not liking each other or not trusting each other. Right. They didn't necessarily not like each other. They just didn't know each other or trust each other. And they're all like broken inside and, you know.
0: Well, and I love how at the auction he was staring at her and he was like, I can't choose her. She's too volatile or something like that. He <laughs> was just like, "She's she's too something. Too much of a firecracker. And, um, then he ended up just saying, "Purple <laughs> and he was like, "dang it, why did I do that?" and i I think the other two did that too, didn't they?
1: yeah, yeah they they kind of already knew right off the bat which one they were gonna pick based off like
0: initial reactions initial
1: reactions, and it it worked for him it all, did all of them um.
0: She entered the deal because she was saving a vampire, which I thought was interesting with her being a monster hunter. They don't really go into the details of that. I just know that she was saving this vampire's life. Um, No, they do go into the details later.
1: Yeah, with Mia and the group.
0: Yeah. Like, there was a debt that was owed from her family. Yeah. Yeah. So then she decided that she was going to finally repay the debt and she was saving the vampires
1: yeah yeah. and then she goes off and uh, you know ends up in Brom the gargoyle's hands and they almost from the get go there was a lot of like just pretty much from the first time like she tried to escape and she ends up in the spider web like the giant spider web in the woods with the giant spiders just like you see in any fantasy video uh-huh. game or her book or whatever.
0: Spider's the size of dogs. Yeah, and
1: she's freaking out and she and he's like, he's completely in control of the situation. He's just waiting for her to say something and she finally relents and lets you know, like, mm-hmm. lets him take him back to the castle. But then they get in there and she realizes that he is re- like, okay with her taking control of the moments. Uh-huh. And kind of really playing with power play. Yeah. And neither one of them expected it, but they both got into power play very quickly and very easily. It, she it, she wrote it in a way that, like, it seemed seamless. Like, it was what would naturally occur with those characters. Right. Which most people don't naturally say, hey, I'm going to dominate this man. He's a king, of, king and a gargoyle, but I'm going to dominate the fuck out of him, and it's going to work. Yep. And sure enough, he was like, God damn, I like this hot lady telling me what to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they end up, like, fucking around. And that's when the, uh, the little caveat to the uh, contract got made. Yeah. Every time she tries to escape, Bram catches her and brings her back.
0: To his bed. Yep.
1: And it happens again it does
0: although she waits until dark the second time because the first time she didn't even wait until it was completely dark and he was like that sneaky little bitch (laughs) she didn't even first day i know he was like she didn't even wait until it was dark she thinks that i'm not gonna oh (sighs) and he was pissed off and so then that's when they start the game, and then she decides that she's going to wait until it's completely dark the next time, but he but catches she, her anyway.
1: But she also plans for him to catch her. She did. Like, she didn't pack anything at all. She went into an open fucking field, knowing he can fly, <laughs> and said, you know what? Yes. Yes. I'm not going to wear a bra or underwear or anything. I'm just going to go into this field and wait for him to catch me.
0: Well, she didn't have bra or underwear because um there weren't any um in the wardrobe yeah there were there were no um underwear or panties or bras in the wardrobe and she even mentioned this but there were stockings she put stockings on
1: yeah thigh highs with ties yep yeah because all that shit used to belong to her mother but she didn't know that no she didn't did you know that um, I
0: did when we got closer to it.
1: Oh, you knew it closer? I knew. <laughs>
0: like, I didn't know it was her mother, Um, but, like, when Brahm said that there was this um woman that was brought in, and I was like, oh my god. And then that's who slaughtered his family, and I was like, that's her mom. Yeah. It's too convenient. <laughs> it's too convenient. That's her mom.
1: Yeah, that wasn't, like... 100% creative or anything like on their backstories and how they're entangled but at the same time it made it just so much more powerful the re- their relationship It did, and how they like kind of work together yeah
0: yeah well that also goes with um, the one trope which I again I read it like a week before I actually read it so I didn't mm-hmm get to it the uh um the reason that we're good for each other is the reason that we we'll can't be work. together yeah. yeah 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 because they both don't have any family left
1: yeah neither of them have family
0: but the reason that he doesn't have any family is the reason that
1: she doesn't have any family yep <laughs> because her grandfather was stupid it's also a very interesting look into the way family trauma gets passed down from parent to child yes yeah and how we teach our children to be respectful but you know or not in this case she just learned how to be a murderous you know like monster hunter
0: yep she said that one of her first memories was being handed a knife and told to protect herself yeah which, that being your first memory, just wow.
1: Yeah, that also puts you at, like, two or three. Right. <laughs> like, most of my early childhood memories are, like, around somewhere between two and four. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so that's a healthy, healthy place she grew up. Oh, yeah. And it, clearly, he had a really good childhood for the most part with his brothers and sisters the the base the biggest exception has to be his father and how fucked he is
0: right which um they he had said that um the people had said that his father was a good ruler in the early years but Brahm doesn't see that he's like i don't think so yeah because of how he was when he was a kid and how he was just in his memory and then they also called um, his wife the great love of his life. And he was like, I don't think that my father ever loved anybody.
1: Yeah. But he also said his grandfather was a pill as well. And everybody just kind of glosses over the bad parts. Yep. And when somebody dies, which is true. like
0: You try to paint them in a good light whenever they're gone.
1: Yeah, I don't want that. Kristen I will to be honest about how I was that way when they say I was a loving and caring person they mean it
0: well Not you are like... a loving and caring person
1: yeah but sometimes I'm a crazy bitch too <laughs> and that's okay to remember
0: <laughs> we all have our crazy bitch moments
1: yeah yeah I guess <laughs> um but you know like that's part of being a person is complicated is being complicated and you know, not one note people that are one note scare the shit out of me. Right, I would much rather take someone who's like complicated and crazy and traumatic than take someone
0: that's stoic all the time.
1: Yeah, uh, well, okay, not necessarily even stoic all the time, but if they're stoic and they're co- but they're cool and they like, you know, hang out and they have depth to them, I'd take their stoicism. But one note people, they scare me because they're been brainwashed into thinking that they're one note gotcha and they either through parenting or whatever if they just continue like they're basically lying to everybody when they say they're one note and they're like i'm happy all the time life is good
0: yeah but, i don't trust people that are happy all the time
1: yeah that's just bullshit but also people that are sad all the time i don't trust them either because no. i feel like they're manipulating you into like taking in their victimhood and uh uh-huh. trying to go that route so i'm saying people are one note you can't trust them. right complicated people like this I'll, like they turn out to be the best friends yeah they're always like the ones you can tr- you know count on and be there for you like he was saying loyalty loyalty is his best quality because yep. you know he'll always be there for you when the shit hits the fan you know and that's the way he is with his country and how he protects his people is he's loyal to his people first and foremost yep and i don't know who taught him that but good on them
0: right like even whenever they all turn to turn their back on him because they think he's cursed he's still loyal to
1: them and still doing his best to like keep the country running well and helping his people thrive even if the nobles are fucking things up yep feels like politicians
0: <laughs> dude so the first noble that she meets um what was her name like Lei or
1: something <laughs> <I'm> bitchy
0: <laughs> <laughs> or leah or something like that um anyway they were like so we saw you escape and she's like shit I thought Brom was the only one that saw me escape. I didn't realize other people were watching.
1: Well, she didn't realize there was people in the fucking castle for like the first four days. Right. she didn't see anybody.
0: (laughs) Because it's they all avoid him like the plague because they think he's cursed.
1: Right. So it took her a couple of days to realize there was anybody in there. I can understand why she didn't think anybody didn't see her. Right. And plus, on top of that, why would anybody pay attention to her? Yeah. I mean, and from her perspective, clearly from his perspective, yeah. All of his enemies are watching her. Yes. Carefully, as a future baby mama.
0: <laughs> but they know that she's trying to escape, and they want to help her, and they have offered to fly her out of there any that she wants. And they will take her to wherever she wants. Wherever she wants. Wants to go. There we go.
1: Yeah. The... The dubious nobles will, you know, make sure that this king doesn't have a baby and they can get their civil wars so their family can become the new royalty. Yep. Because Brahms' family, yeah, Brahms' family has managed to keep the throne for like far back as anybody can remember. And yeah. the family is good at ruling for the most part.
0: Yeah. And, um, if he doesn't produce an heir when he dies, there's going to be this major civil war to find out who's the new ruler.
1: And then the succubi and incubi uh, of the neighboring country will move in and take their territory. Yep. And either enslave or murder all their people and just take the land. Yep. And that's the only thing keeping Brown from killing himself for many years. (laughs) Yep. Is the fact that all these people would also die <laughs> as a result.
0: Yep. That's his mm-hmm. loyal to a fault thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, that's a good reason not to kill yourself. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, you know, you're having su- suicidal ideation. You know, think about, like, that one person or, like, your dog or your plant that needs you to stay alive and do this every day for them. And it's just like... Sometimes that's not enough. Sometimes you need a whole fucking country to keep you there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it needs to be a lot.
0: Yeah. I can't count the number of times that my cats have
1: mm-hmm.
0: caught me. Like, they know. They do. They know. There was one time I was in the kitchen and I was getting a knife and then the cat was like, no.
1: <laughs> I'm like, don't do it, mommy. I need food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, so yeah, suicide warning, sorry. I feel like we should, I feel like if you're suicidal, you're not going to call that hotline, first of all. Second of all, I don't remember what the number is, but you can Google anything about suicide, killing yourself, or dying, and wanting to die, and Google will give you that hotline
0: number. (laughs) I've texted the hotline before, and it actually did help.
1: Yeah, I didn't know you could text it.
0: Yep, I think it's like 988
1: there's a song with it in it and I still haven't memorized that, that phone number. It was it was a, it was like this huge song a while back. Huh. Oh my goodness. Now I got to get my phone out and figure out what the name of that song is. Because
0: <laughs> But when I texted the number, um the person that helped me actually had the same name as my ex and it like triggered me at first. Cause I was like, uh, this isn't going to go over well, but I I just had to kind of like put that to the back of my mind and just like converse with them. So, but yeah, it actually did yeah. help. Um, We already talked about the power play, but we didn't actually say that that was what we were covering this month.
1: Oh, that's true. Oh, they they put the phone number it's an actual phone number that's why i can't remember the name of the title it's 1-800-273-83255 by logic okay and elisa Kara and khalid 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 yeah sorry it wasn't coming out correctly like i knew what i was trying to say it just wasn't Uh informing. so thank you yeah I wonder if he, I don't remember if he screams DJ Khaled in the, in the suicidal song, but, you know.
0: Isn't that, like, one of his things, though?
1: It is one of his things, so I don't know <laughs> why he would be in this, like, depressing song about suicidal songs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Yeah, overall, you know, and Brahm doesn't have that hotline. He has nobody. He's a king. Yep. Oh, well, and also. he's in the
0: demon realm. I don't think they have phones.
1: They don't. They don't. But they also don't have like. No one seems to have mental health care outside of the uh, bargaining demons' realm, right? <laughs> like, the bargaining demons are the ones that are like, "Oh my goodness, the humans have been doing all this shit. Let's just steal it from them." Yep. Because we need it for their humans, but they all participate in it and not give it to like the other kingdoms that could honestly use. Mental health awareness at work. (laughs)
0: Because that is something that Azazel offers um, Grace. He's like, if you need counseling, I've got people that can talk to you. I can't talk to you because that's not my thing. But I've got people if you need
1: it. Right. Because, like, when it comes out that her mother murdered the love of her life's entire family in front of his eyes. Yep. You know, the... That's a lot of shit.
0: That is a lot of <laughs> shit. It's
1: a lot of shit for both of them. And I feel like both of them need to talk yes. to someone moving forward.
0: But then. Um, <clears throat> so that happens, and she goes back to the bargainer demon territory because Braum's like, I need a minute. <laughs> I need some time. And um, then. Is it actually a Zazel that appears to him that says we need to talk?
1: Yeah, he shows up and initiates the talk but he's like, I only sent her away because I didn't want to say anything that would or do anything that would hurt her while I was processing my emotions.
0: Right, and he's and like, like,
1: I love her. I'm going to take her back. I just needed time and space to do that.
0: Yep, and I didn't want to hurt her. So then he decides that uh, he's going to go get her the next day. He's like, tell her I'll be there. <laughs> And then he doesn't.
1: He doesn't. He just surprises her. Yep. He doesn't prep her at all. He's just like talking, like, hey, can you talk to you, buddy?
0: And then he's, and he's like, like,
1: go for, go walk. for a
0: walk. <laughs> go outside. The castle will let you out. And then Brahm appears and she's like, Oh <gasps> and then he's like, I love you. And she's like, You actually said it. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, if you read my emotions, you can tell. And she's like, Oh, I don't need to. I trust you.
1: Yeah. But, like, I mean, they both can read emotions, which right. is nice. Sorry, my computer was going to sleep. <laughs> um,
0: but they decide that they're going to continue the seven years because Brom loved her enough to look past um what her mother did, which like is a big thing.
1: It is, but he's also thinking about himself there and what his father did and living in his father's shadow. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm i'm gonna move forward with my life and who i am and my father i'm gonna have to like also move past this with her yep and so like i think for both of them it's a big thing
0: yes yeah um and he tells her that they can just take it one day at a time yeah because she's like well but We've only got seven years, and he's like, "Well, there's a way that you can stay after the seven years are over, but we can just take it one day at a time." And it was sweet.
1: I almost feel like we should have had that conversation. On, I don't know. We'll wait until I get diagnosed. Yes. Okay. Once I'm diagnosed, we'll share that. We'll have a fun special episode. Where <laughs> we break down what what the fuck is wrong with me and what my options are moving forward. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: next, we're going to read Royally Rearranged. Or was it Royally Reengaged?
1: Rearranged. Because re is in parentheses, and it's like a royally arranged marriage. <laughs> right. Which is a trope we haven't done before. Right. Unlike this book where we did power play. Yes. Do you want to go over what that is real quick?
0: Um. So power play basically is the dom and sub relationship um, where you've got a dominant and you've got a submissive and um, I don't know how to describe dom and sub.
1: This book does it really well. Just read the fucking book. <laughs> 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 I mean like she flips the what you normally would think of, of the man being the dominant and the woman yep. being the sub. But like I mean the, the way she describes the power plays like pretty spot on yeah it
0: was wonderful and I I think the reason why it worked was because she's a monster hunter so she was used to being the dominant one in that kind of a relationship um so she just kind of like took over yeah but instead of killing him she's fucking him
1: whereas see and I understand him as a king and being responsible for everybody and everything and always having all this pressure just like even for five minutes yeah like
0: he gets to let go,
1: let go, and just have someone else tell him what to do for a minute. Yep, like it. It, yeah, yeah. And even they, she mentions a couple of times how toxic their relationship is. She does. So th- they know it's toxic. They also know that they're going to be working on it in a yep. healthier way moving forward. Yep. So just to keep that in mind. Yes. But yeah, our next book is going to be royally rearranged. Um, I'm sorry if this episode is shorter than normal. I'm not doing great. Um, we had to stop and let me spasm for a minute before we could pick up, but I'm speaking better today, which I think it's because A, I didn't talk all day, Mm. and B, I'm finding that if I talk in a quieter tone, it's easier. Mm Mm-hmm than my normal tone, which sometimes it just goes all over, you know, ADHD, just all over the place.
0: Right. I um, wonder why talking quieter helps.
1: I don't know. We, it, we think it has something to do with maybe stimuli, like over, I don't know. We don't know what's going on with my brain, so it's kind of hard to speculate, but we've noticed True. Stim, st- stimuli works as triggers, so like sounds and noises and people. Um, I'm also getting startled for the first time in my life, Kristen. Hmm. I spent a year jump scaring my child and him <laughs> jump scaring me after school. Every day we'd play a game where he would just like come home and try to find me, uh, jump scare him. And then like later in the night, he would like try to jump scare me back. That's and cute. So it, it's cute. But I also don't startle easily. And now with like the right. dog barks, I jump. I, I've shrieked twice this month. Kristen, wow. I've never shrieked like a little girl in my life.
0: Well, this woman never screams because that was um, instilled in her as a child because you have to be quiet when you're a monster hunter because if you make any sort of noise, you're alert the prey.
1: I like that about the monster hunter and traumatized children because that's also true. Like, even if you're the... Like, with traumatized children, you're usually the prey, not being, you know, not hunting something. Mm -hmm. But, um... You also learn to be quiet, like, all the time and Mm -hmm. not shriek when you're scared or not say stuff when you're, like, upset or stuff and try to push all that down. Because if you upset somebody, it could mean that you die, you know, depending on the situation. Right. Who's, like, so you just learn very, it's a very great metaphor for traumatized children. It was. And trauma and how to process that. And I like that about her using the monster hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, our next book won't be as heavy as this one.
0: No, it's a rom com.
1: <laughs> I, I immediately put this book down I said, "You know what? I want it's something light and fun." <laughs> so, so it took us about thirty minutes, but we found something that we—it's just a sweet royal rom com. She even puts that on the cover. Um, Emma Saint Clair. Wrote Royally Rearranged and the book description, it's on Amazon. There will be a royal wedding. The only question will who will be the groom? An arranged marriage isn't the worst fate for a princess like me, especially because I've been in love with my intended groom since we were children. But when my prince shows up with an American girlfriend instead of an engagement ring, all arrangements are off. The clock is nearing midnight. I won't turn into a pumpkin, but if I'm not wed by summer's end, I'll forfeit my kingdom. Just your typical royal dilemma. Out of sheer desperation, I make a deal with a devilish duke. Rafael de Silva is the prince's rival and has a plan so ridiculous it just might work. One moment, Raf seems to relish making the prince jealous. And the next, he's making me question everything with his words, his touch, and his ability to melt, me, melt my ice prince's persona. I'm not always given the luxury of choice, but now I have a huge one to make. I only hope I don't lose my crown, my heart, or my pro- self in the process. And it's a sizzling, swoony, closed door romantic comedy.
0: It gives me Princess Diary vibes.
1: It does. And I'm so excited for that. You know, I watched uh, The Princess Diaries 2 mm. the other night, and oh my goodness, I love that movie so it's much. It's a good movie. It is, especially when he's like, you have the crown. I won't take it at all. Yep. It w- and you're just like, Chris, man, I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really wanted a third one. I was upset that they didn't do the third one.
1: I think they might do the third one later on with the children. With, mm. like, their child.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Because isn't there, like, three books? Or is there four books? I don't know. I don't remember. Because I know that it was a series before it became a movie. Um, I don't think I ever read it, um, but I do very much, I wanted to read it back when I was a teenager and I loved the movies.
1: Oh my goodness. It's actually a 10 book set. 10? 10.
0: Wow.
1: You know what? I'm here for it though. I don't know. 10 is a lot.
0: 10 is a lot.
1: Um, Although we
0: were looking at a series that's got 18 in it so far.
1: She was going through the alphabet of kink. So yep. A is for, it's by the letter L. Dubois. Dubois. I looked up L as an E-L-L-E. Oh. <laughs> that's why I specified L.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I think on the last one, um, it says Lila.
1: Oh, she might have changed up her things.
0: Yeah. But right now she's at Q. So I think she's going to do the whole alphabet. Which is something that I think would be an interesting read. But I don't know if we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am going to devour that um, Robin Peterson book. This. Tonight. And I'll let you know if we need to go further into it. When we get to the gear parts. Okay. Because it's a 10 book series. But Robin Peterson's one of my favorite. Peterman. Sorry. Not Peterson. Peterman. Is one of my favorite authors. She's so funny. She all of her books are always so much fun to read, and even though they're not always hot and sizzling, you always walk away from her book just going, "What the fuck happened?" I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, speaking of hot and bothered or whatever, um, I when I decided to take my break last night because it was like ten forty, and I still had like two hours left to read. And I was like, I, I, I can't stay up until midnight. I need to go to bed. I uh, decided that I needed to have a, a fun little. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's how hot the scenes are in this book. Yep. Yeah.
0: I kind of went over to Ricardo and I was like, oh, you just started a new match. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Which he hadn't. He was just looking at the map. Um, which apparently is something that it is per- periodically. I just know that usually it starts you on the map whenever you're playing. Yeah. Um.
1: Depending on my game, but yeah, usually.
0: Yeah. Um. So I saw that and I said that and I kind of just like rubbed his chest a little bit and I was like, okay, well, good night. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I'm, um, I wear a bonnet to bed. Yeah. Because it's good, better for your hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. And I was getting my hair ready for that and I was putting the bonnet on and he, next thing I know, he comes in the door and he goes. So, uh, did you want something? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I thought you were playing. He's like, oh, I died. (laughs) I died. And then um, a little bit later, I I think afterwards, he was like, well, I may have died on purpose. (laughs) 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 Because I asked him, I was like, how did you know I wanted something? He's like, I just did.
1: (sighs) Yeah. Sometimes he just knows. But it's in, like, the body language and, like, all the little subtle things most people don't see where they see and they don't like mm-hmm. Uh, intu- they intuitively process and like just know. I think this is a big part of what makes neurotypicals and neurodivergent people different. Is It's not that neurodivergent people don't know these things. It's that they know them and they have to do them. They have to think about the process and they have to think about, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Whereas, you know, neurotypical people, they're like, Oh, oh, that butt wiggle? I know what that means. That means I'm getting some. <laughs> I need to go chase that butt. You know, whereas someone could wiggle their butt at me and I'd be like, you got an itch? Are you okay? Like, <laughs> I got some preparation itch, I guess. <laughs> I can get you some. Hi, Skippy. And then there's then there's pickles. <laughs> Who do not care what you're feeling or thinking or doing. They just need love and attention all the time. Huh, Skippy, look, there is a whole space over here for you. Do you want to say something? Come on. Come on, Skippy. Oh, oh, you, yeah. Is that right? Oh, is is she in the way of your mommy? He doesn't like people being in the way of his mommy. He even barks at Josh when he touches me. i go like wolf out and be like, yeah, you're judging my mommy. <laughs> uh, you jelly. You're a jelly boy.
0: Um So the first scene there wasn't any um penetration. It was just um Oral. Yeah. Because she voiced or expressed that she didn't want to have kids and he was like okay well we'll take care of that tomorrow I'll get you a pendant and she was kind of like okay um, but that means that this isn't happening
1: <laughs> she's like uh,
0: I-, I don't want any chances
1: yeah that penis and that sperm stays away from me Yep, until that pendant is around my neck yep but yeah, no, it was a good book. The scenes were hot. Can I talk, Skippy? I-,
0: I loved that he had a ribbed penis.
1: Yes. I love how she takes the monster cocks and goes different directions with each of the monsters. Yep. Based off what that monster is. Like the Kraken. All right, so we're going to just have a short episode and call it good here. <laughs> Um,
0: because we keep getting interrupted. We do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it usually takes us an hour to record <laughs> to give you fifty-five minutes. Yep. Is taking us two hours. It feels like
0: it. It's been a minute.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's a shorter episode because my talking abilities are going downhill quick. Yep. Um. So I'm not even going to do my part. You just do you.
0: Okay. That's weird.
1: Um. So follow us on social daughter? media. Gonna do my part.
0: <laughs> We're on TikTok, her. Instagram, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, at Kinkyistics, and then you can find so me at I Zebra Kakis. That's Zebra as an I animal. K A K I E S. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Bar.
1: I'll be the one uh, in the yeah, that's it. that says, "That's um, all, folks." <laughs>
0: her laugh is contagious guys Um, yeah that's it we'll see you all next time Bye. bye